Ogumba Wale for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Nightgall. Reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB. And you really ought to because we have an all-star team of contributors bringing you women's basketball every single weekday. So you're not going to want to miss a moment of it. We're going to take today and focus a little bit more narrowly. We're going to look at the Indiana University women's basketball team. And I had the opportunity to speak to a number of people from that team, from Coach Terry Moran down to players like Grace Berger, who has a huge future in this game, and Allie Patberg, who quite frankly is a WNBA level talent who we're going to have a chance to watch. But I want to drill down a little bit into what they were what they are, and what they can be. And so I spoke to Coach Terry Moran about this, but they were a top 35 team in points per 100, and technically 36 in the country, 101.4 per 100 possessions. So a clearly elite offensive team, top 10% in the country. Opposition points per 100, they were 32nd in the country last year, which meant their margin was more like 20th overall. So this was a team that did everything well. And I, there are so many unfinished stories, right, in 2020. I am, I think, as sad about Indiana's being unfinished as almost anyone. This was, uh, per the SID, Megan Cramper, just an all-star at what she does. The 24 wins are the most Indiana's had in any season in program history. This is a team that did the things well that tend to lead to success in the NCAA tournament. And they would have, as far as I can tell, and my friend, the certified practicologist Russell Steinberg certainly said so, they would have been a top four seed, which means they would have hosted the first two rounds. And what happens after that once you get to the Sweet 16? Anybody's guess, but would they have had a chance to make a real run at things? They would have. But I started with Coach Moran by talking about the fact that her teams typically shoot the three very well, have done it in 2018-2019 and 2017-2018, but were not particularly good at it in 2019-2020. They were just 30.3%, which ranked 218th in the country. By the way, all stats courtesy in those cases of her hoop stats. Just want to say a big thank you to them. Uh, I use you every day. Thank you, Aaron, for what you built. Point is, there's room for growth even above and beyond what Indiana did in 2019-2020, which again, let's not forget, the lone team to beat South Carolina last year. So let's listen a little bit to what Coach Terry Moran had to say about that, because I thought it was a really interesting set of circumstances that Indiana takes into this coming season. Coach Howard Magdal, thanks for doing this. It's good to chat with you. Um, I, I have two, if I can, and they're, they're kind of interrelated, but one jumps off of what you were talking about uh, with some scoring on the perimeter. You guys were a top 30 offensive efficiency team last year, and you did it with your three-point shooting being down from how your teams typically operate out there. I wonder whether you see that as the best and most fertile area to improve offensively even where you were. Well, there's no question. You know, one of the, the areas, especially – you know, we had a Grace Berger had a, an, you know, just a breakout season last year as a sophomore, and um, you know, we've that's an area. You know, she's really, really good basketball player, but 
you know, continues to work on her consistency from outside the three-point line. Um, you know, and Alexa the same. She has to become more consistent. And now, uh, you know, we feel like McKenzie can obviously step out uh, and, and be a little bit more challenging to guard as that five, um, you know, for us. And so, you know, that's, you know, we're always you know, getting up a lot of shots and that's, you know, and I know Debbie Antonelli's on here. She loves offense. So, you know, that's that's obviously an area we're always working on is just getting up, a, uh, you know, a lot of shots from beyond the arc because, uh, you know, layups and, and three-point, layups and three points. But I do think there's still a need for a mid-range game, which, uh, you know, I don't want to take away from Grace Berger because she's pretty good. Well, and, and to that end, I, we were on a call last week with Kelly Graves, uh, who said that he has the best backboard in the country. And I immediately wanted to ask you the same question when I heard that. Um, do you think that you have the best backcourt in the country? Yeah, I would challenge. I would challenge Coach on that. Um, yeah, Allie Patberg, Grace Berger, you know, um, Jalen Penn. Now we have, you know, Danny, Pat, uh, Danny you know, that we think we're going to add to the mix. Um they're awfully good. You know, we, we know we have work to do. And, and you know, the thing about all, all those guys is the, that they're super humble, but they're super uh, confident also. Uh, Allie, Allie Patberg is, is due to have a, a, a tremendous, se- you know, senior season or six-year, I should say. But uh, Grace Berger is, is, is not too far behind her. Th- those two young ladies have been fabulous. Jalen has, has had a little bit of a setback. And she had to have all-season surgery on her plantar fascia, so she's not back, uh, you know, full full speed, um, anywhere close to it right now. But, um, you know, I like my chances with, uh, I, I'll tell you, with Allie and, and Grace. Thanks, Coach. Hey, Coach. Coach, if I could ask you a little bit, and I'm not trying to speed you ahead with Allie Patberg, but she um, and her next level opportunities, where, where do you see her fitting in at the WNBA level, number one, number two, what do you see as what you need, what she needs to do this year in order to show teams what she's capable of? And uh, if I put you on the spot, if you want to throw a comp on her as well, that would be great. Yeah, Howard, that's a great question. I appreciate it too because uh, you know this kid hmm. is fantastic um, on and off the floor. She has unbelievable leadership qualities. Uh, she is, uh, you know, and I say that just because I think that's so important. It's such an important quality for a a point guard that's going to lead any team. So you start with, uh, you know, her leadership, but then, uh, you know, talk about a tireless, relentless passion, uh, you know, for the game. I mean, she absolutely loves this, loves the game, loves to train, uh, wants to be challenged every day, wants to be uncomfortable every day. Her game has just continued to blossom, has continued to grow. Uh, Coach Box, you know, is, has, has done, I mean, her player development has just gone to a whole different level. Um, you know, for, and again, she's embraced it every minute of it. Um, I will say this, you know, and I expect her to be in the WNBA because I do, I think she's, she's one of the best players right now in the country. There's no question. Um, and so uh, I will say this with Allie, you know, one of the, the, the things that Allie has to change, and this happened a year ago for us, um, that Allie has to score. Allie has to be more selfish, if that makes sense. And I think sometimes Allie is, she wants to facilitate, she wants to get everybody involved uh, in the offense, and that's great. But, but Allie also, uh, I think, we believe as a staff, can 
go get a bucket anytime she wants. Um, it's just her mindset has to shift, and sometimes it does. Um, but it has to be there more where she is. She is, um, and again, she's always she's always going to be unselfish. But I need Allie uh, to be more selfish and score the board, score the board ball more at a at a higher level than she did a year ago. I think that'll just make everybody else around her better. But um, I also again I want. I want Allie to put herself in a position, um, and she's always about the team, and I'm always about this basketball team. But, but selfishly, I want Allie to put herself in a position where she's going to be a top five, top ten draft pick uh, in, the, in the league next year. All right, so we're going to talk about Allie Patberg here because Allie Patberg is somebody who has a real future in this game. NCAA, WNBA, you name it. But we're going to play a game, and this is a simple one. It's A-B. We're going to throw some numbers at you, okay? Player A, junior season. You ready? 52.3% from two-point. 38.6% from three-point. Assist rate, 29.7. Turnover rate, 14.9%. Keep those numbers in mind. I mean, those are what you need. You need a point guard who's capable of shooting it, shooting it from deep, finding her teammates, limiting the turnovers. Player two, 54.4% from two, 36.1% from three, 29.8% assist rate, 21.6% turnover rate. Player one is Allie Patberg. Player two that's Sydney Weiss's junior season. We're talking about a couple of guards, 5'11", 6 foot, so they present matchup problems in terms of their size. They are capable of defending the one or the two. Allie Patberg, just by the numbers, she is ahead of Sydney Weiss, who has been a productive WNBA player. So I spent some time talking to Allie as well about her future, what she sees as the path for her ahead. Let's take a listen, but I'm just telling you now, do not lose sight of how good Allie Patberg already is. Thank you. It's all new to me, not all new to everyone, so gotta make sure the technology works for sure. So, um. All right, I think we've got pretty much everybody, so um, anybody want to go ahead with the first question for Allie? Ted, maybe? I can't hear you, Ted. You're on mute. Okay, can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. How how excited do you have to be right now after last season was the tournament was canceled? You didn't get to play the uh, NCAA tournament. How uh, how much have you been looking forward to this season throughout the summer and fall and being able to get back out there and uh, show what you guys can do? Yeah, I mean we're really 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 excited. Um, I 
I've been thinking about it um, since, you know, we found out we couldn't get into the, or we didn't have the tournament. Um, and like I said, we've just been re- working really hard and, um, you know, just preparing physically but mentally and, and just growing in all areas. And, um, yeah, we're ready. And, you know, you know, last year happened, and I think we had a really good season. Um, and I want to – I want us to be able to show what we can do um, in the tournament. Allie, uh, Coach Warren, we just got done talking to her. She mentioned how um, she wants you to be a, a little bit more selfish this season, maybe looking to score the ball a little more. I guess um, I guess just how, how do you take that, and maybe what are you going to try to do to, to maybe uh, try to exploit that, or how do you maybe change how do you play in the sense of looking to score the ball? Yeah, um, you know, I just, I've always been, you know, in the sense of I'm selfish. I'm a team player, and so with with me, that means doing whatever I'm asked, um, you know, from the coaches and, and what, whatever they need me to do, you know, in a certain game or or with a certain team a certain year. And, um, you know, if that's, that's what they want from me, I, I'll look to be more selfish. But, you know, I think, you know, my whole life I've uh, kind of looked at pass first, most, mostly just because um, I am a point guard and I love to set people up. Um, but I think, you know, if I'm more selfish and looking for my shot, it actually opens up, you know, more more times, more better looks for passes um, just because they know I'm a threat. So, like I said, I'll, I'm going to do whatever um, coach wants me to do, whatever my team needs me to do uh, for us to be at our best. Ali, it's Howard Magdal at the next. Uh, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. I uh, wanted to talk to you a little bit about your WNBA prospects and where you are at this point, what you think you need to show over this uh, final season in college, and just, you know, whether you think there's uh, some comparables uh, who are already in, uh, who are in the league that are uh, best examples, whether it's a Sydney Weiss, you know, somebody, you know, another 5'11", uh, guard capable of doing both, playing both positions, you know, one and the two. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I'm focused on obviously this season, but um, I think, you know, for me, just showing that I can create my own shot, um, you know, especially, um, you know, like when the shot clock's running down, that I have options to, to score for my team and, like I said, create for myself. Um, I, I think I create really well for others. Um, and just showing that I am capable to score at all levels from, you know, getting to the rim, um, my my mid-range, my three, that I have that. Um, and, and also just, I think, defensively, um, just understanding the game, um, just showcasing that I I can defend as well and I, I love to, to play defense. And, and just, I think, Really, just honestly, all areas. Just making sure um, they know I'm a well-rounded player, um, and that I can play. I, I am point guard for our team, but I can play multiple positions and, and just showcase that. If I could follow up just briefly on, on the three-point shot, you know, you, you've already incorporated it in your game. You're 38, 39 percent the last couple of years. Is it about taking it more often? Is that where it comes from? Is it just a willingness? Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, like I said earlier, um, I've just been programmed my whole life. It's like when I get – when someone drives and they kick, I'm like thinking next play, like who can I – how can I get downhill and create for someone else or, or get to the rim? 
Um, and I think just mentally when I catch the ball, knowing, okay, I need to start thinking shot first. And again, that's, that's, again, that's going to open up, you know, getting my pull up, getting to the rim, because if they have to respect my shot more, but more importantly, it, it gives a lot more options for my team too, if I'm willing to be ready to shoot because, you know, they have to guard me differently. So, um, again, I think that is, is just focusing kind of like what Coach said, just being more selfish and looking. So the last player we're going to focus on in this deep dive is Grace Berger. And Grace Berger is backcourt partner with Allie Patberg. Allie's going to get a lot of the accolades this year, but we have to pay attention to Grace. Grace is, like Allie, an oversized guard. She's six feet tall, and you know it. If you watch them play, if you watch the way they defend, it is simply impossible to get the routine, easy, good-looking shots when you are playing against this Indiana defense. And she's a huge reason why. But Grace understands what is necessary as she heads into her junior year to go from good to great. And she's already efficient from inside the arc, 48.3% from two last year. She's only at 30% from three, and she only took 50 of them all year. So one thing that, and I've been hearing this from players across the country, that COVID allowed to happen is a whole lot of people in empty gyms by themselves. So what are you doing? You're working on your shooting. You're working on your shooting. And that's what Grace was doing. So I talked to Grace about about Allie, about what she's been doing, about her work as well. But it's real important that you do not sleep on Grace Berger, who is a critical part of, again, what Coach Moran says, and I think with good reason, a team that has a chance to have the best backcourt in the country. So let's take a listen to Grace. Grace, Howard Megdahl with the next. Um, thanks for taking the time to chat. Um, I had a couple of questions. You know, you, you obviously blew up in some key ways last year uh, in terms of your overall production. So when you think about coming into this uh, this season, do you have specific benchmarks in mind about things you want to do? You know, whether it's a percentage from three-point, you know, whether it's a certain amount of shots per game, anything like that? Um, yeah, I, I for sure. I think... Next year, my, my, my goal, my two goals are to be more efficient and be more consistent. So I feel like the games where I played, played best last year, um, I feel like I can do that every single game this year after going back and kind of working on some of my weaknesses and understanding where I can grow. So, um, I, I, I feel like I, I want to be more consistent present for my, t- presence for my team every, every single time I step on the court. And if I could speak about the defensive end as well, you, you guys were a top 30 team not just offensively, but defensively last year. Do you think the fact that you and Allie are 5'11", 6 foot, respectively, makes a difference? You guys are able to present defensive problems with your size in the backcourt? Um, absolutely. I mean, I, I know from, from firsthand experience that it's hard to guard a person or hard to, to play offense against a person guarding you with length and that has size. So I think it's definitely something that we can, can use to our advantage, especially since – there's a lot of smaller, quicker guards than us. So um, I think we've been able to figure out how to kind of use that as, as a strength and use that to um, slow down other guards. And, and then just my last one, um, as it relates to Allie, you know, she's in her last year heading into, you know, after next year, after this year, a professional career. Do you see a comp from her to any current WNBA players? You know, there there are some players, you know, whether it's Sydney Weiss, you know, there are others who are, 
5'11", capable of playing one and the two. I'm wondering, as someone who sees her up close, what you think is the most significant comp in your mind? Um, I think she reminds me a lot of Courtney Vandersloot, mm-hmm. just from her ability to pass the ball. It's unbelievable. I mean, I see it every day in practice. Um, the passes that, that she makes, I, I never see coming, and she somehow always finds a person wide open. So and she, they're always right on point. So that's the person I see, but I definitely – think she has an incredible ability to score the ball, and she's not just a passer. She, um, I think, is, is the best point guard in the country, in my opinion. So I'm really excited to follow her career after this year. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else for Grace Berger? I, I got another, if that's, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, Grace, you, you tweeted out about, um, it was a retweet about, that there's no excuse for there not to be every WNBA game on TV. Yeah. I just wonder if you could take me through how you follow the lead and what ways you follow the lead and what are some ways that it needs to be better, the uh, accessibility to professional women's basketball. Yeah, I, mean, I think a, a lot of the, the problem with the WNBA in the past is maybe that it just hasn't been accessible for people. I think we've seen this year that if you put it on TV and if you market it, that um, people will watch. And I just from from being on social media, like you said, I think um, people were were able to see a lot of it, a lot of games this year that maybe haven't in the past and are now huge fans of the game. So I think um, it's an incredible game with incredible talent, and I know I love watching it. And I think um, a lot of people will continue to learn to appreciate the players in it too. Can I ask you who your favorite player is? Um, I'm a big Super fan. Super <laughs> tech. Thanks, Grace. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you, but I cannot wait for November 25th to get here. Very excited, really looking forward to this season, and Indiana is going to be a team to watch. So until next week, I'm Howard Magdal. This is Rock on Women's Best Ball. Have a wonderful week.